And I, I want to dwell on the, the church is the household of faith. The church is the household of faith. That's the topic. The church is the household of faith. And we will look at the scripture in Galatians chapter 6 verse 10. Galatians chapter 6 verse 10. Galatians chapter 6 verse 10. So please put it there for me. Galatians chapter 6 verse 10. He says, Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all, especially to those who are of the household of faith. So, I want you to notice that there is something in the Bible known as household of faith. Right now, as you are watching me, you are part of the household. You have joined the household of faith. Of faith. Now, Two words that are popping out from this scripture, household, meaning a family, church is a family, you are part of a family, and nobody that is part of a family suddenly gets up and says, I'm not going to be part of the family anymore. If you do that, you are like the prodigal son, the prodigal son, and it did not end him well. God has a reason why he places us in families. And we've been talking about different types of families. But the family that we want to focus on is the household of faith. This family, it is not produced as a result of the will of a man. It, is, it has been produced by the will of God. By the will of God. Through faith in his son Jesus Christ. And everybody that gets faith or understands this faith and believes gets born into this household hallelujah so it says it is a household of what faith a household of what so faith is important in this household faith is important and i want us to look at galatians 2 verse 20 galatians 2 verse 20 Galatians 2 verse 20. Galatians 2 verse 20. Now, it says, I have been crucified with Christ. I have been what? Crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live. But Christ lives in me. And the life which I live now. You see, the life which I now, so my brothers and sisters, there is another kind of life that you must live when you become part of this household of faith. Listen to the scripture very carefully. He said, I have been crucified. It is no longer I who live. Ladies and gentlemen, in the household of faith, when you become a member of this household of faith, you don't come with your old life. You don't come with, I am a doctor, I am a nurse, I am a teacher. You don't come with your beauty. You don't come with anything from the old life. Because the old life is dead, is crucified. So, we are talking about the household of faith. And the characteristics of the household that in this household, the people who join are dead. The people who join, they are dead. It is no longer I who are live. It says, and the life, but who Christ who lives in me. So this household of faith is not a matter of you saying I am part of it. But does Christ live really in you? Does Christ live you? Because that is the only thing that really makes you a member. I'm part of my family because I have my father's blood in me, my mother's DNA in me. That makes me part of the family. I have every access, I have every right as a son. But in the household of faith, it is not like that. Part of it you must die and let Christ come and live in you. 
So Apostle Paul says, I have been crucified with Christ. Today, many people are in church, they are not crucified with Christ. That's why you are so proud, you are so arrogant, every little thing you are offended. You are offended because you are still alive. Because if you are dead, a dead person cannot be offended. If Christ lives in you, and you are dead, a dead person cannot be what? Offended. But you, 2020 is coming to an end. You are still holding offense. He said, it is no longer I. The I who lives is the one that gets angry. The one that insults the husband. The one that beats the wife. The I that he's talking about is the one that lies. Is the one that is the one that fornicates and commits adultery. Is the one that chases people's wives and people's husbands. That I. He said, it should be dead. It should be dead. lives in me. Hallelujah. He said, by Christ, what? Lives in me. That is what makes you part of this household of faith. Christ in me, the hope of glory. If Christ is not in you, you are only a part of a church. But you are not part of the household of faith. You are just a member of a church. But you are not part of the household of faith. You are like a visitor. You are like a guest. You are not part of God's family. And if you are not part of, if you are not part of a family, you don't, you know, if, 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 for instance, you come and you say, like this Christmas time, you come and you come and visit me and I give you a place to stay and I'm nice to you and I give you food to eat, does it mean you are my family member? No. The people who are my family members are my children and they will stand to get inheritance. But you that came to visit, although we will be very nice to you, you don't have any inheritance. Yeah. So spiritually, if you are not really having Christ living in you, you are not a member. And it means that you don't have eternal life, which is our inheritance. So I'm asking you a question. Who is living in you? Who is living in you? Is it you or is Christ? For those who are of the household of faith, it is Christ that what lives in say, I have been crucified. I have been what? Crucified with Christ. And it's not an easy thing to be crucified with Christ. When you are crucified with Christ, your selfish ambition goes away. Your pride goes away. Yeah. For instance, I have been crucified with Christ. My career has been crucified. It is dead. My career, my education, it is all dead. Now I am depending on donation because I am crucified with Christ and God has been faithful. Yeah, he's been faithful. It takes humility to say that at the end of the month you are not uh, uh, having a fixed salary. You are depending on people's donations. Yeah, it takes humility. And it is faith in God. It, you are stripped of everything that you think you are. When Christ dies, when you are crucified, it means that you were on the cross. You nailed anger. You, you sister, you always get angry. You think you have a right to be angry. It's not Christ that is living in you. It's not Christ. It's you that is still living. And there must be a change. That is why I say, offer your bodies as a living sacrifice. You must be crucified with Christ. Now Paul says, it is no longer I who live. It is no longer I who live. But Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith. I live by faith. So that is why it is called a household of faith. I have trusted God for bread and butter through faith, not by salary. Not by salary. It is by faith. And Jesus said, when I sent you, did you lack something? Did you lack any good thing? When he told his disciples, it is a life of faith. But to be crucified, to get to the point where you are just going to depend on God, that is where the problem lies for many of us. 
and up to now, 2020, last day of the, of the year, you have not made any deep sacrifices, some of you. You are not living a life of faith. You cannot say, I am depending on God. You see, this is why Christianity in certain parts of the world is stronger than in other parts. Because, for instance, in Africa, we don't have NHS, free NHS. So if you are sick and you don't have money, you will die. That is why many depend on God. That is why many, when you are sick, they don't have money. So the place they will come, is hot, they will come to church. I've been, I've been in church so many times. Sick people, dying people, they bring them. Instead of taking them to A&E because there is no money. So they have to really depend on God for healing. Depend on God for survival. But you, you have free NHS. So you don't really care whether pastor prays for you. You don't really care whether God is, heals you or not. You, most often, many of you put your trust in the doctors. We thank God for their lives. But doctors speak. They don't heal. You put your hope in them. And then when now those same doctors tell you, Oh, Mr. Abuaje, Mr. They won't say Abuaje, Mr. Abuage, Abuage. They will tell you, Mr. Abuage, we cannot do anything about it. We give you two weeks. That's when now you begin to say, call for the pastors. Call for, that is when you remember that there is, there is God. Many of you, you are relying on flesh. He said, the life I live in the flesh is by faith. And it takes men and women, boys and girls who are crucified. Remember the story we we're talking about, the sons of Eli. Eli's sons were not crucified. But someone was crucified, ministering unto the Lord. Eli's boys, they were living a lifestyle of sin, pleasure, sleeping around, eating what belongs to God, like some of you. Because you are still alive, and it's not Christ that lives in you in this flesh. That's why you spend your tithe. That's why you don't pay your tithe. That's why you don't, you, you are not serious in your prayers. That is why you are behaving the way you are behaving. A lifestyle of pleasure. A lifestyle of pleasure. Of pleasure. But God is speaking to you. And God is admonishing you. The life I now live, there is a now life. A now life, which is a life of faith. Which if you are in the household of faith, you must live by it. The Bible says that the just shall live by faith. The just shall what? Live by faith. The just shall live by faith. If you are in the household of, trust God that he will take care of you. Trust God. Some of you have put your hope in nose mask and gloves and sanitizers. I pity you. I pity you. Because do that, but it is God that really protects you. Do that. It's a life of faith. It's a life of faith. And I told them, if you hear that me, I've gotten coronavirus. Burn your Bible. It will never happen. I know what I'm talking about. I, there is a now life for me. The old me, it would have gotten me. But the life I live now in Christ in the flesh, it's not I who lives. Can coronavirus attack Christ? If Christ lives in me, what are you talking about? He says, the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith. In the Son of God, whom loved me and gave himself for me. The life I live now. So ladies and gentlemen, your walk of faith, your life that you are living now, is it one of faith? Is Christ, did you get crucified with Christ? Look at the way you talk. Look at the way you talk. It is you that is still alive, not Christ. You haven't been crucified with Christ. Look at the way you are so fearful. Look at the way you, you behave. No, there is another life. There is another life. There is another life, a better life. That is why God said in John 4, 24, it says that, the Father is seeking for those who will worship Him in spirit 
and in truth. Not in, not in, not in hypocrisy. Hypocrisy. That, you see, that is why Jesus Christ, our Lord, he, he didn't see eye to eye with the hypocrites. And the hypocrites he was angry about, most of him was the Pharisees. He was always angry because they live a life as if they, are, they, they, are, they have been crucified. Meanwhile, it is not so. The life I live now in the flesh, I live by faith. The just shall live by faith. The just shall live by faith. I live by faith. That is the key mark of those who are in the household of faith. Believe Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. It takes faith. Because we never saw Jesus Christ physically. It has been written in a book. And we have believed it. It was preached to us. We heard it. Faith comes by hearing. And we believe it. And we know Jesus is real. We have come to know. We have come to know that he is real. So, those of you that are arguing common sense and saying that, oh, have you seen Jesus? I don't need to see him. Blessed are they who haven't seen but believe. It is faith. It's a, it's a spirit of faith that God gives to us. And the just must walk by faith. 2021, I want to tell you, put behind whatever faithless life you lived in 2020, in 2020 and begin to live a life of faith in 2021. Do you know why I'm telling you this? You don't know. I said, 2020, whatever faithless life you live, put it aside somewhere. Bury it. Decide that I'm going to change. I'm going to change. He said, oh, Jesus said to the disciples, oh, faithless generation. Oh, faithless generation. How long must I be with you? A faithless generation doesn't please God. Now, so that work of faith, faithlessness, you see, God requires faithfulness. He requires faithfulness. He requires faith. Now, we have been working as if we don't have faith. Faithless, faithless generation. Faithless generation. That is why you are panicking. You are panicking. You are panicking. You are afraid. You are this. The opposite of faith is fear. The opposite of what? Faith is what? Fear. If you are fearful, it means you lack faith. And if you lack faith, it means you, are, you don't listen to God's word. You don't, or if you, you, you say you listen, you don't listen intelligently. You don't listen intelligently. So faith cannot arise. Some of you are in a habit. You are in a bad habit now. Of not being in the household of faith. The gathering of the household of faith. You are in a bad habit. You don't want to join. You don't want to be part of it. You have lived this faithless life. For how many years? Church. You don't take church serious. Sundays, that is the day you take shifts. You have lived this faithless life. Do you think it is by your hard work that you have, you have been brought this far? It is God's mercy. If you don't know. But you always repay God with faithlessness. Matthew 17, 17. Then Jesus answered and said, O oh, faithless and perverse generation. Faithless and what? Perverse. When you don't have faith, you walk in perverseness. You walk things that, we only say something is perverse, it means something has been corrupted. Something that has moved away from its original intent and purpose. So, for instance, somebody, a man that, that is inserting his penis into another man's anus is perverse. He has moved from the original intention and purpose. It's perverse. A woman sleeping with another woman is perverse. In the beginning, God didn't make it so. But it comes because of faithlessness. They don't believe in anything. They don't believe there's any God. They don't believe whatever. Even if they say they are saying it, their lifestyle doesn't correspond to what they are saying. Anybody can bark. Any dog can bark. Anybody, anybody can talk. The, 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 the price, the wet is in the pudding. Eh? We see by your action, not what you are saying. Put your, put your, 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 your money, your, your actions where your mouth is going. Yeah. 
So you can say, hey, I'm gay, I'm this, I'm Christian, I'm this, I'm that, I'm that. It is perverseness. It is perverseness. And perverseness comes because of faithlessness. Because you don't really fear God. There is no faith really in you. And you begin to walk in a perverse way, in a corrupted way, in the image that God created us. We fall short of that glory. We fall short of that glory. Yeah. So, I want you to understand this. The life that we live now, it must be a life of faith. And if you are in the household of faith, if you are in the household of faith, faith must be the key characteristic in your life. Faith. What is faith? Hebrews 11, verse 1 and 2. Hebrews 11, verse 1 and 2. It talks about faith. It talks about what faith is. So the just must live by faith. Hebrews 11, verse 1. said, God. Hebrews 11, not 1. Hebrews 11. Hebrews 11. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. For by it the elders obtain a good testimony. You are not getting the testimony because although you think you are part of the household of faith, you don't really have faith. What you need to obtain a good testimony. 2021, it is by faith. But I tell you, it's a good year for those who are in the household of faith. Because the time has come, God said he's going to make the separation very clear. Already, coronavirus... Is, is showing God's, God's intentions, what he is planning to do. Because the godless societies, the coronavirus is killing them more. And the societies that they say we are poor, we are foolish, we are this, those poor societies that depend more on God, the virus is having no impact. A time has come where those who are of faith will obtain a good report, will obtain a good testimony. But those who are faithless, you will be part of, the, of the, the, the perverse generation and you will be punished. God will punish perverseness. God will punish faithless, faith, faithlessness. He will punish it. You will go to hell if you don't believe in Jesus Christ. And I'm not telling you, I am not telling you or judging you. Jesus said, if you don't believe, you are already condemned. I'm just telling you what is written. So don't say I'm judging you. I'm not judging you. It's not my job. It's not my job. But I'm, I need to tell you the truth. What it is written. So I'm preaching to you. Yeah. And as I'm preaching, let faith arise. Not doubt. It's demons that make you doubt. It's demons that make you second, second guess. When, when a messenger of God is speaking to you and you are second guessing it. It's demons. They create doubt. They create doubt in your mind instead of faith. Some of you, God has been speaking to you. There is a sacrifice you must make for God. God has been speaking to you to do something to promote his kingdom. God has been doing something, speaking to you to do something to help somebody. But you lack faith. You are saying, this thing that I'm going to do, what am I going to get? Satan is creating doubt in your mind. Satan is creating doubt. God is speaking to you. Pay your tithes. But you are allowing Satan to speak to you. You are allowing the evil one to speak to you. So instead of faith, instead of receiving the preaching and the word of God, and let faith arise, rather you are listening to the negative voice and doubt. See, when you listen to the negative voice, the voice of the enemy, because there are a lot of voices, you have the voice of the enemy, you have the voice of God, and you have your own the voice of your own spirit. And when a man walks in the spirit, his human voice aligns with the voice of the Holy Ghost. Yeah. So your spirit bears witness. As the Bible says, it bears witness that you are son of God. That you, the Holy Ghost, what the Holy Ghost is saying, your spirit bears witness. And this one, you, you can't go and say, you, there's no way you can let another person prove that you know that you are saved. 
The only proof they will see will be your life, your changed life. But what you are witnessing in you, like how I, as I'm standing here, I, I know heaven is so real. I know Jesus is so real. I know hell is so real. The invisible world is very real. How do I know it? The Holy Ghost bears witness with my spirit. And he imprints these things. And I have come to know. That's why there was a Paul said that we have come to what? Know. It is a, it is a maturing, a walk of faith. When you walk in faith. You come to know certain things. When you walk in faith, you come to know all this useless nagging wives that are always nagging, quarreling, husbands that are always being some way difficult. Look, all those things. When you come to know, you're walking in faith. You realize that these things is not, it's not, it's not really important. You humble yourself. You are too proud, but too arrogant. Too proud and too arrogant. The Bible says, the life that I now live, hmm, is I live a life of faith. And you say, faith now is the substance of things that are hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. So having seen it, I don't need to see hell to believe hell. I don't need to see heaven to believe that it is there. I don't need to see Jesus to believe that he is real. The evidence, there is something that is making it very real to me. If you have it, you have it. And he's the Holy Ghost. If you don't have it, you don't have it. And that is when you call you a carnal person. You are a carnal person. You are not a spiritual person. But the Father is not seeking for carnal worshippers. He's seeking for spiritual people who walk in truth. You will not obtain any, any testimony. Now, faith is what is required. Faith. In the coming year, faith is what is required. This last Sunday, put aside the lifestyle of what? Faithlessness. Sister, it is time to trust God and have faith in God. If God says, give, you must give. If God says, sleep, believe and sleep. If God says, stop, believe and stop. Some of you, God has ordained that you will hear his voice through our preaching, through our godly counsel, through our advice. But when we tell you, 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 don't, you just ignore it. Thinking that you are ignoring a man. Not knowing that you are ignoring something that is going to bring a good report to you. And that's why you have been producing the results you have been producing. There's nothing to show for all the hard work. There's nothing to show for the kind of wisdom you think you have. There's nothing to show. What is there to show? From the crown of your head to the sole of your feet. What is there to show? Apart from a few pounds that you have put on. What is there to show? For that wisdom you are operating with. Listen to wisdom that comes from above. Not wisdom that is devilish. Listen to godly counsel. Listen to the word of God. Listen to advice. This faithless life. Drop it. It doesn't help those who were ahead of us. We've seen the result of those who traveled overseas and tried to be rich. They, the Bible says that labor not to be rich. They said that we will labor to be rich. You, it doesn't matter what you talk, what you say. We didn't come here to come and play. We, we came here to be rich. And they have labored some 20 years, 30 years. But there's nothing to show for. Can't you be wise? Can't you, can't you see that? Can't you see that faithlessness has a result? And these, these people, it, it appears as if they are Christians, they are in church sometimes, they are not in church sometimes. You don't see seriousness. A serious person who has faith never misses church. And they will tell their manager, look, I can't work on Sundays, please. They will tell them. And those people, they produce more results than those who are every Sunday being smart and wise in their own eyes. Faithless people. They think that, oh, I need to do this. And they are being rushed around like headless chickens because there's no order in their life. Their life is chaotic. Satan is the author of chaos and confusion, not God. And the life that you are living, faithless life you are living, it will produce a certain result. But the Bible says, the Bible says, anything, everything that you do outside of faith is sin. 
Find that scripture, I think it's Romans 14 or so, the last verse. He said, only faith pleases God. Only faith. And everything that you do which is outside of faith, you have sinned. You can't please God. Faithless generation. That's what happens. Many of us are not pleasing God. It is like Abel and Cain. Many of us, our lifestyle has become like the life of Cain. Sinful, murderous, and then we run away from God. We run away from God. But those who are walking a life of faith, they have sacrificed and that's cost them something. Yeah. You found it. Romans 14 verse 23. But he who doubt is condemned. And in this case, he was talking about some food. Yeah. If you are a person that is always doubting. See, when Satan wants to kill you and kill you off and try to remove you from the household of faith, what he does is that he puts seeds of doubt in your head concerning the church, concerning the pastor, concerning this. And then those things will be rolling in your head. When your pastor is preaching, instead of receiving it and letting faith arise, you are rather counteracting with doubt. The spirit of doubt. Yeah. So he's saying this because of this. He's saying because he talked about this. He's saying because... And there's no faith there. And then he says, if you start doubting, you're already condemned. You are already condemned. So when Satan wants to make you a condemned person, see, a condemned person, like a condemned Christian, uh, prisoner. Condemned prisoners are those who are ready. They have put them in a prison waiting for the appointed time to die. So if you are condemned, it is also like that. You are going to go and go, when you die, you go to a holding place called hell. Waiting for the final judgment where you will be thrown into the lake of fire. For your final execution and forever and ever, ever existence. Yes. Yes. So he says, if you doubt, you are already condemned. If you doubt, you are already what? Condemned. When God brings a man of God to you, have faith instead of doubt. Believe in your pastors. Say, it is for your benefit. Why? Because when you have a prophet, you have prophets. Believe in the Lord God and you shall be established. Believe in his prophets and you shall what? Prosper. But Satan will bring something to remove you out of the household, household of faith. If Satan is putting such thoughts in your head, sister, you better repent. It is for your own good. Brother, you better repent. It's for your own good. Because me, the life now I live, I live by faith. So I don't depend on you, whether you are in the church or you are not in the church. It won't change anything. For how many years now, I've been begged for bread. God has been faithful. So I have moved from this lifestyle, faithless lifestyle of looking of who is in the church and who I'm going to do. This person is rich. This person is this. I don't do that at all. I live a life of faith in God. And he has been faithful. He has been faithful. So if Satan, it is for your own good. I am being anointed for your good. And you better accept it for your profiting to appear in 2021. You must understand the preaching and the teaching. It is, it's, the Bible says that through, uh, through preaching and teaching, I think it's, it's in Ezra, it says, through preaching and teaching, the people prospered. The people prospered through preaching and teaching. The people prospered. Yes, they prospered. So that is why we are here. That is why it is for your own good. So if Satan wants to destroy you and make you a condemned person, ready for your appointed time. You know, some people have been condemned because they con- they've been condemned because they, they doubted where God placed them and they've left. So it's like a condemned prisoner. Recently, I, I read in the US, a young guy, after how many years, 10 years or so, in, 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 on death row, the condemned cells, he has finally been executed after he has exhausted all means of appeal. It took 10 years, but he was killed this year. He was executed by electric chair. They killed him this year. After 10 years of waiting. Yeah. So, some people, when Satan deceives them, and they leave where God really wanted them to be, do you know what will happen? It might, they are condemned already, as the scripture says. But it might take time before you see the condemnation and the judgment. Yeah. You see it live and clear. 
So don't let Satan deceive you. We are all crossing over. We are all going to be in the family. We, there will be no prodigal sons, no prodigal daughters. We don't want any strange fires, strange behaviors, strange doubtful things, doubting as if, as, if, as if we are devils and you are part of us. We don't want any of that thing coming 2021. Drop it. Drop behaviors. As if God needs to beg you and all those things. Drop it. Drop it. And let us be people of faith. People of faith. He said, he who doubts is condemned if he eats. Because he does not eat from faith. Because he was talking about food in this instance. But anything that you do that is not in faith, you have sinned. And then he he makes that statement. For whatever is not from faith is sin. Whatever is not from faith is sin. That is why if you are are in the household of faith and Christ doesn't live in you, you 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 are just deceiving yourself. Whatever you do that is not of faith, it is sin. It is sin. Whatever you do that is not of faith is what? Sin. It's sin. Sin. And that is why you must leave faithlessness and become a person of faith. We are a family and we are joined by this unique substance, the evidence of things hoped for. We are joined by these things. Everybody, everybody that is part of the household of faith has believed, has received some faith. Yeah. And that is what makes us family members. And I believe that this family, this household of faith is even better and is the most important family you can be part of. Because you can be part of a renowned family here on earth. Your name, the family name has got a name like, say, Rockefeller. We say Clintons. We say the Trumps. We say, uh, 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 no, any, any, any popular name. You can be in a very popular name and popular family, popular school and all those things and still condemn going to hell. Because the household of faith is not, we don't join by those things. That's why I was telling you that drop those things. Because those things makes you puffed up. It gives you a certain knowledge that you think you are more better than somebody. You are more superior. You, it makes you not have the mind of Christ. The Bible says that have this mind in you which was also in Christ. That he didn't consider it uh, uh, robbery. He was equal to God, but he, con- he didn't consider himself equal to God at all. But he humbled himself. Have this mind of Christ in you. In Philippians. Have this mind of Christ in you. Oh, faithless generation. Oh, faithless generation. How long? Sister, how long are you going to live this life of faithlessness? Running around, shift after shift, thinking that that is going to protect you. That is going to Secure you. You don't know. You are joking. Look, even in the UK, big, big retail shops, companies are closing down. So with your little, how many, whatever pounds you get an hour, whatever, do you think that can sustain you? If God is not involved, if God is involved, it can be little, but it is blessed. And when God is involved and his blessing is upon something, it's like the miracle that happened when Jesus was feeding 5,000 people and 4,000 people. He just took a little bread and little fish. But it was able to feed miraculously 5,000 people. Yeah. The faithless people were saying, Master, should we go and buy 200 denarii worth of bread to feed the people? When you are faithless, you, everything, you, think, you think everything depends on your hard work. Yes, work hard. But don't labor to be rich. Faithlessness. There's too much faithlessness. And many of you are living in societies where this faithlessness is being promoted. It is being encouraged. Look at our children. Faithless. Faithless. And one of the signs to show that you are very faithless and that you don't have Christ in you is a person who doesn't pray. A person who doesn't pray or can't pray. Tell your child, pray and be standing there. He's a faithless child. He, he, hasn't, he doesn't know God. He doesn't know Christ. He's faithless. Today we saw in Ghana, we saw the children active, happy, 
They are happy to, when you say pray, they will pray right now for you. They have a relationship with God. What about your own children? They have a relationship with iPad. They have a relationship with TV, cartoons. That's what they have a relationship, but they don't know Jesus. When you say, when you say pray, they will be standing there, frowning their face, angry. Angry. A faithless generation. That's the society that you have found yourself in. And if that's the case, let us be wiser than Lot, who found himself in a perverse society and did not do certain things to, 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 to correct, the, correct the errors. And he lost everything. If you don't take care, you lose all your children. You lose them to this perverse world. Some of them are going to become gay. Some of them are going to tell you there's no God. Some of you, because what they are teaching them even in school now, if you don't put God really in them, they are telling them about creation is not, they, tell, they are telling them different stories. And because you don't even have a relationship with your children, so you can't talk to them and correct these things, they believe what their teacher is saying. There are some people they believe is it if teacher says it that is it because mommy will not come and talk daddy will not talk so they don't know they, 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 these errors cannot be corrected learn to talk to their, your children today is children's Sunday learn to talk to them because many of them I tell you what they are into you will be surprised faithless you will be shocked that this is a child that you think knows God but he doesn't know God and I told you, one of you check, the key characteristic is, is prayer. Lord, prayer is an act that demonstrates that you have faith. Because you don't see God. You cannot hear Him. But by praying to Him, you are acknowledging that there is a God. And the Bible says that God is a rewarder of those who seek Him diligently. Let us come therefore boldly but God is a spirit, and you can't see him. So it takes people of faith. Faith, they've believed in something. They've believed in Jesus. They have the Holy Ghost, who bears witness. And that is why they pray. They must talk to him. They must talk to an unseen God. They must talk to him. It is faith. So a person that prays is a person of faith. Show me a person, when you say pray, they have issues. Some people need to be notified. Three days when you say, I want you to do opening prayer, they want to be notified three days. They, there's no spontaneity. There's nothing like that. They can't pray. And even with that, they will come and read it. It's like a lecture. Because they don't believe what they are doing. When you see a child who is not zealous in the things of God, you know you are dealing with a, faithless, a child who is of the faithless generation. Let's correct these errors before it becomes too late. Let's correct it. In my home, my home is not perfect. We must correct the errors. In your home, your home is not also perfect. We must correct these errors for the children. So that they become children of faith. And by faith, we, they shall receive what? Good testimony, good reports. Not become sons of Belial and daughters of Belial. Children that when you say pray, they frown their face. Children when you say, uh, 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 um, come to church, go and watch. We are preaching now. They, 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 they are angry. They are angry. Even right now, are you even watching it with your family? But doing the same faithless, useless things again, over and over again. 2021, you must change. Sister, you must change. He said, the life I live now, the life I live now, I live by faith in Christ Jesus. Galatians 2.20 The life I live now, there is a life that God wants us to live now. This last day, this last Sunday of of December 2020. Let's put it as, aside. Let's put it aside. All the faithlessness. And let us take on a life of faith. Say, I've been crucified with Christ. Allow yourself to be crucified. It is no longer I who live. But Christ lives in me. As a wife. As a husband. Is this Christ that is in you? Or it is still you that is alive. Because look, if Christ is not in you and it is you, you the real the, you, you, you are selfish. Me, my old nature, I'm selfish, very proud, very arrogant. 
And so, if I take that, that nature into marriage, we always fight. We always, I want to be right. You say, you say spiteful things to each other, to put each other down. Because the old nature always wants to be the first and have the preeminence. Whilst the new nature takes on humility and wants to be the last. Because we know by faith, the last shall be the first. That's why in your marriage you are always fighting, you are always arguing, you are always condemning, you are always accusing. Because you haven't died, you are, still, you are very much alive. Everything you are offended. Oh, why did you talk to me this way? Why did you say this? Everything, you can't forgive. Even if genuinely there was a mistake, why can't you forgive? You hold grudges because... You have not been crucified. You are very much alive in this. It is not Christ that is in you, but it is you that is alive. So you'll be fighting till thy kingdom come. This is the key. This is the solution. Unless you allow crucifixion, dying to self, allowing self to be crucified, you will not find any peace in your life. Not find any peace, peace or joy. Because those who have been crucified, they have the spirit and they begin to bear the fruit of the spirit. Life, I said, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, acknowledging that something has happened. And even though I live in the flesh, now this life that I live is by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself to me. I pray that you will begin to walk in faith and please God. The Bible says that whatever we do outside of faith is sin. Don't be one of those who are going to be in the statistics of those who are what? Faithless. Lift up your hands and let's pray wherever you are. I want you to pray. I'm going to ask God, Lord, increase my faith. Somebody prayed that. Somebody asked Jesus Christ that. He said, Lord, increase my faith. Increase my faith. Faith grows. If you don't know, faith grows. It grows through the knowledge of the word of God. Yeah. Say, so may grace be multiplied to you. Grace and faith be multiplied to you through the knowledge of the word of God. That's how faith increases, if you don't know. Faith doesn't increase by somebody pouring oil on you. Faith doesn't increase by any of those things. It increases through the knowledge of the word of God. Through the knowledge of the word of God. He said, grace, and put that scripture on, grace and, grace and faith be multiplied. Multiplication. Grace multiplies things. When you have the life of faith, things multiply. But when you don't have the life of faith, things might maybe add up and or subtract. But when you have the life, when you have faith, things multiply. By faith, you can multiply things. You can multiply things. So I want you to pray, Lord, increase my faith. And I'm showing you, it increases through the knowledge of the word of God. And where is that knowledge? It is through the preaching. It's through the preaching. It's all on Facebook. It's all on social media. It's on podcasts. But you won't listen. You think that you can somehow increase your faith in a different way. You will not listen to biblical things. Always you have your own wisdom. You have your own way of doing things. You are always independent. And you have another spirit. Another spirit. But God is showing us mercy to the word that we are hearing. He said, grace and peace be multiplied. Grace and peace be multiplied unto you. And I pray that, I pray that for you. Second Peter 1, 2 says, grace and peace be, Second Peter 1, 2, grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God. Some verses says, through the knowledge of God, and of the Lord Jesus Christ. I pray for you. I pray for you. That grace will multiply. Peace will multiply. Faith will multiply. In the name of Jesus. 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 Open your mouth and begin to pray. Open your mouth and begin to pray. Open your mouth and begin to pray. Begin to pray. Begin to pray. Begin to, pray. Begin to thank you for the word that you have heard.
begin to thank you for the word that you have heard. Thank you for the word that you have heard. Yes, Lord. We thank you for your word. We thank you for your word. Thank you for your word. Shalom, Kolobolo, We thank you, Jesus. Bless your name for your word today, O Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name have we prayed. Amen. 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 Alright, young. Get the communion staff. Get your communion staff. And then we're going to have our communion. And we're going to ask God to help us. To help us. You know, when I was in the UK, and I was preaching to people, they would come and come and sit in church physically. They would come and sit physically in church and watch me on a screen. They would watch me on a screen. They would come to church and watch me on a screen. Yeah. When I was in the UK. Now I'm in Ghana. I wonder how many people in the UK will even watch me on, on watch me. See, you can see the difference. In people's behavior, faithless people, you can see, you can always see the difference between people who have faith and people who don't. People who had faith, faith in, in me as a man of God, faith in the word that I'm preaching to them, I'm not there. But they will come and come and sit down. Not, not a few people, they will come like they are coming to church and sit down. And I'll be preaching from UK and they'll be watching. And because of that, you see that. Distance is not deliverance. Everything was happening as if I, would, I was there. Because I'm not the one doing it. My master, Jesus Christ, is the one doing it. And he's not limited by time, distance, or space. But the question I want to ask now, now that I am here in Ghana, and you are there in the UK, how many of you are... I'm not, you are not even saying go to church. You are saying stay at your home and watch. But how many of you are even watching? You can see people who are faithless and wicked. And you can see people who are what? Who have faith and love God. You can always tell the difference. You can always tell the difference. It's up to you. So, we are going to have communion. Lord, increase my faith. As I drink your blood. If I'm weak. If something has, Satan likes throwing fairy darts. Things that will attack your faith. He will begin to show you something that might attack your faith. Something about your past, which might not be true. It might attack your faith. It will attack your faith. And that's why you must block it with the shield of faith. Block the fairy darts with the shield of faith. You do not allow him to attack your faith. It's very important that you are bold. I won't let anybody attack me when I'm doing something and I, I know I have the witness of the Spirit. And you come and tell me, oh, uh, why are you doing this? Why should you do this? Please, put it aside. Take your faithlessness somewhere. Put it aside. The things we are doing and we are producing, it is because of faith in God. Not by human reasoning or, 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 or any of those. I don't listen to people who are faithless. I listen to people who have faith. When they speak, I have ears for them. Not faithless people. Faithless people want everything to be nice and rosy. But it is not so. It cannot be so. You are waiting for everything to be, the clouds and the wind and everything to be perfect before you take a step. You don't have faith. The Bible says, say any man that is always watching the winds and the weather for it to be perfect before he can move, that's nothing. But the Bible says, those who have faith, and we watch the testimony of those who their life before us. The elders had obtained good. Abraham didn't wait for everything to be perfect, have a lot of money in his bank account, before he would say, God, now I obey your call. You said, eh, God, what did you say? You said, you said, I should go to where? Okay, let me wait, let me get this. Let me. No, he obeyed God. And that is why God said, what you have done, 
it is counted unto me as I'll count you as righteous. And he became the father of faith. And God tested him again. He said, give me your beloved son. Go and sacrifice him. Even though I have told you that you are going to have, you are going to have lots of children. And now God gives you one child. It's through this child that you are going to have the, the promise. And now God says, I want it. And the man didn't shake his head. He took his only son, took him to a mountain, and was about to kill him. Then he heard a voice and said, don't do it. Then God said, now I know. Now I know faith in me. You believe me that even if, I, even if you kill this child, somehow you know that me, God, I can be able to still make you have children. And have children, as I told you, as many as the stars in the sky of the sea. And that pleased God. It pleased God. God was happy with that behavior. God was happy with that behavior. What about you? What about you? Yes. You and your children. Faithlessness. Faithlessness. Yeah. You can always tell people who have can tell. You can see. Yeah. God, increase my faith. Take your bread. Father, I pray over the bread. In the name of Jesus. Let it become the body of Christ. And when we eat it, Whatever is attacking our faith, whatever lies that you are believing, Lord, the instant deliverance from the wickedness of this world and the blindness that Satan wants to blind us. Restore our sight, our spiritual sight, to see the truths in your word, the body of Christ. Eat it.
Thank you, Jesus. wine now father this is wine but while we pray let it become the blood of Jesus increase our faith let faith be multiplied to us let peace be multiplied to us this Sunday marks the last Sunday of faithlessness as we drink the blood of Jesus let us be delivered from faithlessness let us not become part of this perverse generation. Increase our faith. The blood of Jesus. Drink it. Look as if it was over. You made way. And we stand communion receive the mercies the grace of god that brings multiplication and increase and fruitfulness receive it in the mighty name of jesus christ i declare your 2021 is going to be it's going to be the best year of your life despite the droughts in the name of jesus it's not by reason of human strength by by the blessing by the blessing be blessed 
Be blessed. Be blessed. Be blessed. Be blessed. In Jesus Christ's name. You and your generations. You and your children's children. Be blessed. Be blessed. In Jesus' name. Amen. So we hand over to the pastors for the announcements and then I will come back again. So don't sign off. I'll give the final blessing. So the pastors can take over now. Praise him. Jesus is indeed alive. What a powerful message. We thank God. We give praise to God. Lift